to be a day they manage uh, you know themselves properly well it's a beautiful day the 14th day of february 2024 we'll not be dwelling very much on valentine's but happy valentine day to you the listener right now uh, but as it goes down we'll be talking about some topical issue beginning with the fact that the president of nigeria bola yesterday welcomed the heroic super egos uh you know uh to back to nigeria and from the whole look of things uh you know the super egos players we are giving that special welcome by the president even though they did not bring back home the trophy going back with the mantra i mean going to the competition with the mantra let's do it again in quotes but that didn't really happen the last time they won the tournament was in 2013 on that late coach Stephen Keshi. Well, two players were actually part of that tournament and they still played in this very one. That's the likes of uh, the captain of the side, Ahmed Musa, and uh, not to forget Kenneth Omeru, who played as a defender in 2013, though they didn't really get much playing time like he did that very year. Well, uh, the president actually you know, gave his words, but before then, the vice captain of the side, Trust Ekong, had something to say to uh, you know, the president and this was what he said. Yeah, we gave all, our, all we had. Um, we did our best until the final. Um, I wish that we were here carrying the trophy for you. And all we can promise that we'll be continue to working harder. And the next time we meet, hopefully next year, we'll be bringing home a gold medal. All right. The president didn't let the efforts, you know, of the Super Eagles just go in vain. No, he actually gave them some reward and, of course, praised the players, you know. And he also said in, uh, you know, in a speech that he wished Nigerian politics is just the way the Super Eagles actually went on the field to battle. Well, let's hear from the president. I also honor them at the same time. Well, let's hear from him quickly. We salute your resilience. You lifted our spirit. You made us proud. You made us smile as Nigerian. Trust second, you are a true captain. You are a warrior. Oshima is a Trojan horse. Look what they look at anybody. I enjoy your camaraderie. I wish Nigerian politics is like that. Using our diversity for development as a nation, as the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, to all of you. I'm honoring you with national honor, members of the Order of Niger. The promise of one flat each for every one of you. A plot of land for each and every player. All right, that was from the president of Nigeria. Of course, indeed, I think uh, it was heroic. Uh, welcome for the Super Eagles of Nigeria. Now, the question is, what's next for this set of players? Well, we wish them the very best as they actually prepare for next year's AFCON and, of course, the World Cup qualifiers at the same time. Moving away from football now, let's get down to other matters. Uh, let's not forget the hardship on Nigerians. Uh, Nigerians, actually, uh, is still a major topic of discussion all over the country. And from the look of things, many people are not still happy with the way things are unfolding in the nation. Well, today being the 14th day of February 2024, it's going to be a delightful time with us in the studio. As we'll be talking about, you know, how it has been since the administration came on board with the removal of first subsidy, what has been the benefit and how has it actually impacted, you know, on the citizen. Joining us this morning, but before we call his name, I am Richard Badunga with Minister Studios. Now, Mikarim, thank you for staying tuned to J101.9 FM and, well, also uh, staying committed to us. Today, like Richard...
rightly said, we'll be talking again, or rather continue with the conversation on the hardship on Nigerians, on the hardship on the common man. Um, since the removal of the fuel subsidy, Nigerians are yet to feel the positive impact because we're made to believe that there was going to be a positive impact from the removal of the fuel subsidy. And to, to have this conversation with us this morning in the studio is none other than Professor James Namdi Aduba. Thank you for joining us in the studio this morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. My pleasure to be here. Good morning. It's good to have you join us. Okay. All right. Uh, Professor James uh, Aduba, uh, you know, is one man who has, who, is, who has actually specialized, you know, in knowing Nigeria for so many years. And of course, he will be delving into some of these matters with us this beautiful morning, knowing fully well, uh, you know, what his progress actually is when it comes to talking about Nigeria at large. Uh, Professor, once again, good morning and thank you for joining us. Yeah, good morning. Richard. Yes. Quickly, let's go straight to the issues on ground. Uh, we know the hardship in Nigeria. This is a topic a lot of Nigerians have actually been talking about and it is no, it is nowhere close, you know, to coming to an end as a lot of people will actually say. Now, the coming of President Bola Ahmed Sinumbu, you know, is scrapped the first subsidy and after which we thought uh you know it puts hopes on nigerians mind and saying this will not last for long it will just last for a while now the nlc has actually threatened you know to go on a 14 days uh strike i mean i uh, gave a 14 days ultimatum for them to go on a strike you know now from the look of things and the way things are unfolding the prices of commodities are not settling in the market. They are not getting friendly. And the pockets of individuals at the same time are not increasing, just like the prices of commodities are increasing. Let's get from your own aspect first. How will you, uh, you know, identify with the level of hardship so far in Nigeria? Well, um, let me first of all thank you for inviting me. In fact, the last time I came here, I thought um, nobody was going to call me again, and then I was there. Uh, really pleasantly surprised when you started looking for me. You see, one of the problems we have in this country is that um, we don't listen, we don't read, we don't learn from experience. For those of us, I'm almost getting to 70 who are old enough. We know, you know, we have one common evil proverb. It says that um, it's uh, for the elders, what kills the elders is seeing and not talking hmm. what kills the youth is listening is not listening mm. okay now i was here at the last time when uh, we had um, a maker and, and abigail uh, and abigail you know it was as if i was a prophet when this government was coming i told them they had no clue no clue there was no clue there was no plan if I said this government is going to be worse than Buhari's government, mm. if I, after saying it, I, I had some pinch of little bit of regrets, but you know, when you've been in my position for quite a long time, you know the analysis, you know where the person is going. You see, they were carried away, gloating with victory and abusing the opposition. They had no plan, no plan. I was here in this country when we started what they call structural adjustment. For those of you who are young, after the structural adjustment that took place in the 80s, for some of us, that was the last time any Nigerian worker could talk of a brand new car 
in his lifetime. In and the I'm, 80s. And I'm almost getting to 70 years, yes. After structural adjustment, I bought my first car in 1982. By 1984, when unfortunately Buhari came back, and we went into Babangida structural adjustment, that was the last time anybody who was relying on his legitimate income, income from being a civil servant could buy a brand new car. That was the last time. You know, when I bought my first car, it was in 1982. Yes. No, 81. And I can tell you, it was less than 5,000 then. We had car assembling plant for Vitul. We had another one for Pijo. The ordinary cars we are using were just two cars. You were either driving a Pijo or you were driving a Beetle. The higher class was Mercedes Benz. That was it. V boots. Then, no, not the V-boots. Okay, not even no, V boots. It is a 200. Okay. Then, then, the structural adjustment. From that, everything went down slope. Down slope. Down slope, the valuation of the Naira, all the promises made. All of them, none of them were kept. The Nigerian economy was not strong enough to withstand the shock. And that's how we started not only importing second-hand goods, we started with second-hand cars since then up to this moment. In now, and even when you buy a 20-year-old car, people are envious of you because they think you bought a new car. 20-year-old car. They think you bought a new car. So I can tell you that the pains we are going now are self-inflicted. And I'm happy that just yesterday, Falana, SN, was saying, IMF, when are you going to leave us alone? Hello. Why are you having double standards? Mm. I lived in the United Kingdom between 1981 to 1985. I visited there not too long ago, from a few years back. I can tell you, there is hardly anything that is not subsidized. And it amazes one. When you listen to argument by educated Nigerians telling you subsidies should go, so you ask, why? And they said, what is the problem with subsidy? What? It was the administration of the subsidy. Not subsidy itself. It was the administration. What is government? Everybody is talking about cabals, cabals, cabals. You have army, you have security, you have air force. So a few individuals have constituted themselves in so-called cabals, cabals, few individuals. Throughout the last regime, what did you hear? There were lists of Nigerians that if they got the money they have stolen, everything will be okay. From beginning to end, the Buhari administration never mentioned one, one name, person. one person mm. who was among the cabal. Who was among the cabal? They abused Jonathan, abused Jonathan, abused Jonathan. He didn't have any responsibility. This government also came also now. Magic wand in Lagos. Oh, he had experience, he had this thing, he had this thing. Everybody. I was here with Salis, yes, one of these uh, colleagues. And you know, he was trying to be nice. I said, listen, this government is going to be worse than the people. You see, you must have a plan. You must have a plan. Suddenly, 
petroleum products that were going even then, 300, 200 and something, you shot the price. When you shot the price up, what of the salary of the workers? Mm. And then you said you are going to create employment. How? I don't know the type of jaundiced economics you are talking about. When the bargaining power of the people is weak, who will buy anything? Mm. And I'm telling you, after that removal of subsidy, I'm happy. Okay, can you imagine? Now that I came, do you know it was you now? It was your graciousness and then your charitable disposition. You came to come and pick me from the house. I have a car. I have a Mercedes-Benz in my car, in my garage. Now I have a driver. How am I going to call the driver? The driver, how am I going to buy the fuel? When I come here, do you pay me for coming here? So you can see that if at my level, and if you see my level, my level is very, very high. Very high because this year I will be 25 years as a professor. So if you imagine that wow. I have been a professor for the past 25 years, and now I am complaining about fuel. Hmm. Fuel. That is, I used 5,000 in a week from my house on the campus to the from the mile house in the quarters to the campus, 5,000 in a week. Now I'm using 15,000 in a week as a professor. <laughs> That's right. the highest. Yeah. What will a lecturer one use if I'm complaining? And my salary is less than 500,000. So if that chunk of my money goes for fuel alone, fuel alone, and then the, the salary had been static. So, what are you going to expect? And you see, the, the, and the, the, the government wasn't even thinking. It wasn't even thinking. Where are those vehicles they said they were coming? Where are the, the vehicles that were going to be powered by the CNG gas? gas. So, yeah. so, so, where are they now? Where are they now? Uh, all right, all let's right. Uh, we'll get you, back you, to you. You are realizing uh, bags of rice. Who has seen a cup of rice? Now, as we are talking, who has seen a cup of rice? So, you see, it is planlessness, what you call self-inflicted somebody just decides because of lack of capacity to think because you know you are going to inflict pain but you just felt I, I, I don't care subsidy removed just in a very careless lackadaisical manner as if you don't you didn't even give a thought to what you are going to do. It's now the consequences are coming just gradually. You know, the, the, the match has finished. <laughs> Eagles did not win. Not that one is jubilating that Eagles did not win. But you really reap where you have sowed. If you saw the way Nigerians pre prepared for this competition, you will be very, very unfair for the coach to say that we didn't bring the cup. When they left, anybody who is sincere in this country will know that we were not expecting much from them. But you know, Nigerians, we are magicians. We are very prayerful. Even when we didn't work, we want to have good results. Mm. Somebody did not invest. He's waiting for, uh, for, 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 for profits. Where are the profits going to come? So we thank these young men because at least for the one week, they have kept us uh, at least hopeful. But now, we are now going to come to our senses. Coming back to and, reality. Uh, yes, and realize that um, wishful thinking, there is a limit to where your luck can push you. That's true. And yeah. there is also a limit to where uh, 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 thoughtlessness 
can also lead you to. Mm. Right. You, you can't reap where you didn't sow. That's okay. true. All right. Uh, before we come to the NLC, TUC, and uh, bread on a, a bread factory strike, um, which they seem to, to want to begin on the 27th of February, uh, yesterday the Senior Advocates of Nigeria, Femi Falana, um, just like you rightly said, was um, cautioning IMF to keep their hands out of Nigeria's business. And he said this in an interview. Let's take a listen. There's no society, there's no country in the world where government does not subsidize one product or the other. Even in the most advanced capitalist societies. And that is why Nigerians must now begin to ask the government to discard and jettison the deleterious programs and policies of the IMF and World Bank. The IMF was asking the government to remove fresh subsidy in its entirety and also increase electricity tariff, whereas the government had told the nation and the IMF and World Bank, come, the political atmosphere in the country is not conducive to electricity tariff because our people are suffering. The government is subsidizing the discourse. The only body, the only economic body recognized by the Constitution to advise the president is the National Economic Council, headed by the vice president. And that body is peopled by the governors, the governor of the central bank, I mean state governors, governor, the governor of the central bank, the minister of finance. So why has that body abdicated its responsibility to the IMF and World Bank? The report of the, uh, the 2020 report of the Auditor General of the Federation presented to the, I mean, sent to the National Assembly last November. That report is saying that the $3.5 billion dollars the loan of $3.5 billion taken by Nigeria from the IMF cannot be located. That is what the report is saying. The IMF should be interested in that. Because we are required to pay the loan in three years, between no, four years, between 2023 and 2027. So the IMF should be interested in that. And stop mounting prayer on the government to multiply the hardship of Nigeria. And again, the government must, man, you know, must summon the courage to tell this institution to mind their business and allow our country to be run in the interest of our country. All right, uh, we hear the very senior advocate there say that IMF is not proposing this removal of electricity subsidy in the interest of Nigerians because we see that from the removal of the FOB subsidy already, this is... Um, since May 29, 2023, we have not seen, Nigerians have not felt the positive impact of that of that um, fuel subsidy removal. And now we are having suggestions of electricity um, subsidy removal. Also seeing that the NLC, TUC and um, uh, floor mill owners want to go on strike. And we see that the federal government is also pleading with them uh, not to go on strike. How... How soon will all of this end? Because this has been going on years and years on end. What is the hope for the common man in Nigeria right now? Like you rightly said, the living wage or minimum wage is not going up, but the cost of things are going up in the market, and yet they are still looking to remove or rather increase um, fuel price, remove electricity subsidy, and all of that. Yeah, you see, for me, for me, actually, is the issue of honesty sincerity and then common sense if you may say that common sense is now becoming uh, not common listen he who goes a borrowing 
goes astray. If you imagine that our leaders have always been globetrotting, globetrotting, always pandering to the, 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 the feelings of international community. During the election, what happened? You must go abroad to Chatham House to go and tell them your plans. Why? Are you going to govern UK? Are you going to govern Nigeria? That's it. <laughs> you have a president that spent almost how many years did he spent in in uh, United Kingdom hospital. Recently, King Charles oh, was hospitalized. Yeah. Did he go to America? He no. didn't go to America. This daughter-in-law was hospitalized. Did they go anywhere? They didn't go anywhere. Now, you see, what hurts some of us is the level of irresponsibility of our leadership. They are so irresponsible. Now you are telling somebody, oh, be patient. Are you yourself patient? You, how many billions did they use in, in rebuilding a clinic in the presidency? And another president had come and he's not using the clinic. He has now decided to be going to France. So he stays two months in Nigeria, stays two weeks in France. Then you are talking about foreign exchange. How will you are depleting foreign exchange? Look at the number of officials that traveled last time. So, so what is this problem we have? Is it inferiority complex or is it sheer stupidity or, or, or foolishness? Because, you see, things are hard. Nigeria is a blessed country. We have almost everything you need to make us... We are rich. But the management and our priorities... We never learn to get it right. Now, take for instance, I, I, I don't know whether I support what labor wants to do because, you see, this is also inflicting punishment because, mm. hey, somebody does not have money, you know, like my tenant who, who doesn't have money to pay. <laughs> if, if, you, if, if you kill him, that's worse for you. Yes. If he gets sick, that's worse for you. The best is be prayerful and hope that things get Become better. better. So, I think flexing of muscle by the labor is good to show that, listen, I am not happy with what is happening. Mm. They also should know that the best way of getting attention is we just have to cripple the National Assembly. We, you know, you know, you know, no, no, I tell students, when you want to demonstrate, go to where it can hurt most. Okay, go to where the, 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 the oil company, go to the oil resource, where this government will wake up. Because all this thing is talking about, they didn't all need all this notice, yeah. did they? They have warned before, even as we have been warning, 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 warning. It seems until 24 hours to the strike, that is when government does something. And that shows another lack of tact. Lack of tact in the sense that, listen, if we cripple this country, Everybody will suffer. Mm -hmm. Everybody, the suffering Everyone will, will feel be it. worse. Mm. So it is better we don't go and fight. You know, when you fight, the consequences of the fight, that is what I dread. If there is breakdown of law and order, who it will affect? The most. Uh, it is no question of the masses. Everybody. Everybody. Because, see, everybody is tensed up. And that is why I will caution 
labor. Okay, Consum sorry, just to add uh, is, to is, that, is, yesterday we saw that the Nigerian Labor Congress are requesting uh, for a one million naira. Nobody, that it doesn't make sense. There is, who is going to get to one million? It, you know, it's just like recently. The government said they were going to give us, uh, as to they are owing us, eight months salary. They say let them give uh, four months. My colleagues, the younger ones, say, ah, no, 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 no. Why did they put condition? I say, listen, you see, that, that's the problem with the young people. You just don't listen. Collect the four months first or fourth. <laughs> okay, now we didn't collect the four months. <laughs> we are dying. There is no hope. There's no you know, four months. There's no just eight not making sense. You can't say one million. Where would they get the one million to give you? Nobody's going to give you anyone. Of course, we know the power some of negotiation and bargaining. Yes. Some people couldn't even pay 30,000. 35,000 up till now. I think yes. it has paid only once. Where it is hurting. You see, the, 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 the bureaucracy, the cost of governance is still enormous. The people who are squandering our money, who are under no control, are the governors. So we must have a way of putting the governors in check. Because for now, they've given them enormous money for this palliative. How many of them? Even the legislators, imagine, over this Christmas, the senators were given 200 million each, 100 million each. Who saw anything? Apart from one person, one of them that had conscience, that was even admitting that they got some bags of rice and all the rest of them. So, you know, it's to start cutting the cost. Cost of, of governance. It has to be cut. The, 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 the backlog now, security, if you don't handle the security, you are making all sorts of... You, you are not going anywhere. Mm. So why will the presidency hang on security and you don't want to devolve powers? You see, what you have now is somebody is power without responsibility. The governors are touted as chief security officers, but they don't control the security. Now, a lot of money is given Injected. to the armed forces thinking that the soldiers will solve this problem. The soldiers have never solved any problem. Hmm. So what you have to do is that you have to devolve security. State governors, you must have state police. You must have local government police. You see, these are no longer issues for debate. This is the way to go. Because if you don't have a secure environment, whatever you are doing... Is not going to help you. You are talking about food prices going up. Yes, if people don't go to their farms, what happens? You talk about headsmen. If you do not have ranches for the headsmen, not to be harassing ordinary people, you are not going anywhere. So my point simply is that I think, and there are already reports. You see, what makes me really angry is that it's not as if we are all crazy people. The APC, the, 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 the APC itself, they have Aerofiles Committee that worked on this reorganization, restructuring. They have a report. Why don't you start implementing? We have a recent report. We have duplication of agencies. Why don't you start on this thing so that we know you are serious? You know, I'm the president of the country. Yes, then what about it? Because, you see, why I am not pushing for a revolution is that I'm a student of history. When you have revolutions, often the result is worse than you had before. You now say, change, change, change. We changed from uh, Buhari and then came. 
are things not getting worse. Things are really getting worse. Uh, all right. Uh, let's actually look at the involvement of how the states could actually make things easier for themselves instead of depending on the allocation that comes from the federal government. Now, uh, taking a look at what we've seen since this government came into power from June to December 2023, uh, you know, the formula allocation actually increased at some points. Now, uh, the 52.68% goes to the federal government. Each state gets on a 6.72, uh, you know, percent uh, each, while uh, 13% has been added to all producing states as derivation funds, and only nine states, uh, you know, enjoy this benefit. Now, talk uh, away, away from that also, 20.60% goes to the local government. And it seems this state, most majority of the states, only depend on, you know, these allocations. Whenever these allocations don't come, they know how to go and challenge the government. But at the same time, the resources, you know, they actually have in their own states have not been used. They've not been able, you know, to use their own uh, resources, you know, in producing wealth for their states. And a state like Nigeria has 36 states in it, and the resources we have so far have not been utilized in that very manner that we're supposed to. Shouldn't we say the state governments on their own part are contributing to the enormous uh, failure we're having right now in the country? Because from all we can see, promises upon promises is now nine months in office, three months time there will be one year in office, and of course nothing to record all about, I think, in 36 states. Yeah, you know, I got ready before I came. All right. Mm -hmm. To start with now, I said, you know, I had already mentioned it in my previous play. I said, listen, we can't control the governors. They are part of the problem. Part of the problem in the sense that, you see, they have crippled the legislature of all the states. There's hardly any state in Nigeria where the assemblies are controlling the governors. Now, these are the governors that have been most, some of them have been most wasteful. Because there is no control from the federal government. That is why we are talking about devolution of power. If you devote power to them, then they will be held responsible. For instance, now, security now. You ask the governor of the state, what is happening? He will say, oh, the army didn't obey. Yeah, the police didn't obey. But if you are in charge of the police there, there will be no excuse for you. So you see now, we are saying no dollar, no dollar. What happened last time? Last time, the governor of Oshu State, what? He went to America to go and spend one month. Or if they leave. Almost all the governors, when they want to help leave, they all go about. What are you talking about? It's not the same pressure you're putting on, on the dollars. Now you got somebody from a minority area, uh, Jonathan. You are there. Devolve power. States should control their resources. Resource control. Now look at what happened to Iba in Ibadan. Everybody was shouting, shouting, shouting. How can you be granting licenses? You are in Abuja. Granting licenses for people to go and mine in all your state. The indigenous, they are not aware. If they are aware, they cannot control what is happening. So, you see, that's what I'm telling you, that some of the problems we're having is simply self-inflicted. Can't we unbundle the federal government? Remove some of their responsibilities and give to the state government so that we can be asking the state some of these questions. Local government, as I'm talking to you now, a lot of emirs, a lot of chiefs are giving enormous amount of money from their location for local government for doing nothing. Huh? Marrying wives and doing self-festivals. What is their responsibility? Why don't you make them be part of the security architecture? Why? They are the most knowledgeable about the environment. Why don't you involve them? So you can see the problem we have. That, listen, it is just using your sense. Somebody is greedy. The federal government, because we've this is our history of military dictatorship, liked concentration of power. But listen, 
We need democracy. In a democracy, power should go to the people. People should be able to control their lives. You cannot stay in Abuja and control the life of somebody in Joss or in Mango. So you must devolve power. But you see, we sing, even Tinubu himself, and uh, his uh, Southwest people who have been singing his praises all over the place. These we are the people who we are championing devolution of power. Restructuring of Nigeria. Now you have opportunity. What are you doing? The North had always opposed state, state, um, um, state police. State police. But all of a sudden, the whole of the North has said, because of the consequences, are now talking about state police. So what is the government waiting to, to, to relieve? But the, the army will be the last to allow you. Because the army enjoys the monopoly. But it is clear that you are just not performing. And then this question of tribalism, you know, when anybody gets to power, you fill all the important position with people from your state. Is he helping? Not at all. That was it. Here we have commander-in-chief from the north, director of army staff. Everybody came from the north. Yet the north was the most insecure place. This, my friend, now, is he not starting everything now? Mm. Immigration, customs, everything you finish from your own part of the country. That is not going to take us anywhere. We must learn in a federation. You must share power. People must be responsible for their lives. People also must be punished. You must be punished for not doing your job. If you are not doing it right, we should remove you from what you are doing. But the way we are now, you know, we are just, oh, be prayerful. You see, your prayer is wonderful. But there is extent that the prayer will not solve your basic problems. We have to stay and then restructure this country. Responsibilities must be devolved. We must devolve responsibility. Local governments must be made to work. They must work. I lived in the United Kingdom for four years, I can tell you. There, the most contested election in the United Kingdom is local government election. Why? Because it's the locals themselves. That's why you see black people winning there. People who know you, they know you, they know your father, they know your pedigree. They know that if they hand their lives to you, you will not mess it up. But you see, what we're having now is over-concentration of power in the center. All I right. think time has come for the president to climb down Think creatively. He is not thinking creatively. He is thinking about the next election. But we must have a country before we have an election. That's true. Because if there is no country, there are not going to be any election. And if he thinks he has time, I don't think he has that time. The luxury of time is simply not there. The type of hunger I have seen in this country, and I can tell you, I'm almost 70 years old. I have never witnessed, witnessed this type of thing before. All right. Where people are completely... Not only incapacitated, but they are just as if no hope. You know, they are moving like uh, human beings with no spirit. And I think it is dangerous. Okay. Nobody should be allowed to be pushed into that extent of desperation. Because what Nigeria are in, very desperate. It's like Tinder, Tinder box. Only one little spark. And everybody will be in trouble. Yeah. I'm not advocating the trouble because I don't know. Once there's breakdown, you never know who is going to be caught. That's mm. true. Okay. People are definitely not going to go to Asurok. 
But my house is very close to where poor people live. So I'm, I'm a very selfish person now. I like to take care of myself. All right, let's talk about the impact of fuel subsidies since it was removed and how it's actually affected the economy. Let's dwell on that a little before we open the phone lines and talk to the uh, masses uh, or the listener who is listening right now from anywhere they are. In 2019, 1.5 trillion was injected as well. Payment of fuel subsidy. 2020, we saw 13.4 billion. Uh, if I'm if I'm not wrong. Okay, I think uh, that was a mix up there. Uh, of course, but let's get down to 2024. We are 1.45 trillion has actually been, uh, you know, ex- uh, has been realized from June to September, uh, you know, last year. Now, in June, over 696.93 billion was realized. In July, we saw 389.7 billion naira, uh, and we saw 71 billion naira in August and 289 billion in September. Now, 1.28 1.828 trillion naira was spent on subsidy payments between January 2023 to May 2023 last year. Now, from the look of things, since the federal government, you know, removed the first subsidy from May 29, uh, we've actually experienced, uh, you know, uh, you know, excess from our petroleum sales in the country. Now, 696.93 billion in June. 389.7 billion in July, 71 billion in August, and 289 billion in September. But so far, our refineries are still down. 16 points agreements with the NLC, none has been met, or just a few has been met. Even the 35,000 that was paid was claimed not to be paid in all the states of the, ni- of, of, of the country. Just a few set of people in few states got this amount of 35,000 there. Now, and the NLC is still looking out for a new minimum wage like you said that might not be you know feasible the one million uh, naira minimum wage might not be feasible but so far the impact uh, as have nigeria has actually felt any impact at all from what we've gotten from the first subsidy considering the fact that the government are making excess money you know without paying the subsidy and now imf are actually forcing them you know to remove tariff on electricity doing the job of the national economic council yes you see you know Falana, in as much as i agree with him to some extent what he's saying but let me tell you First thing first, are the figures that are being bandied as well subsidy, are they correct? Answer is no. Okay. Who got the subsidy? There was something that went viral. I don't know whether you saw it. A group were trying to analyze the companies that were supposed to have been paid the subsidy. And they made inquiries. And it's revealing, at the end of the day, a lot of duplicity. This government had not been honest to start with. You remember during Okonji last time when she wanted to say let us reconcile the bills they nearly killed the mother. Let us, if you say you supply this quantity of fuel can you come? Let us see where the fuel where you deposited it. So that's one thing. So you can say that the whole scenario about fuel subsidy is a big scam. They are just playing with figures. Why do I say he's playing with figures? One, even Sanusi himself has said, can we look at NNPC? It's an opaque organization, Mm -hmm. meaning dark. Do we really know the quantity of fuel we get? Do we know the quantity we sell? So that's the problem. So if you don't know how much you sell, if you don't know how much you get, then... How do you start calculating how much you paid, how much was subsidized? And in the, because I'm an old man, I can tell you, remember, what were they saying before? 
Oh, it was because our neighbors we are we are, we are, we are, we, we are smuggling our fuel to our neighbors. That is why the price is high. If we raise our own high, it will stop. What has happened? It didn't stop. That wasn't the problem. Then they say, oh, oil thefts. Who is doing the stealing? Mm. Who is doing the stealing? You have the army, you have the name. Who is doing the stealing? Now some people have attached some pipes to the pipeline. How can you breach it without the NNPC knowing? So you see, you see, you see we are, sorry, I, I don't really like to use this language. You see, it, it, our government seems to be fraudulent. Fraudulent in the sense that it doesn't tell us the truth. Hmm. The facts that are given to us are not truth. So when you now subject these facts to critical analysis, they really don't leave you to conclusions. Okay, now you are saying that um, they are giving states more money. But what has happened now? Some states are still owing. They are still owing. So even the more money, then we have inflation. So imagine somebody, you are now giving me 30,000. And then you gave me 90,000 times three. And inflation had gone times four. Oh, what did you give me? Hmm. You gave me nothing. So, so, you see, so, so, so the government is not being honest with us. The inflation, cost of things have gone up. And we know. Why? The only thing that gets us first on money is that petrol. Is that fuel. So you must control that fuel. So if we are not properly accounting for it, why must all our presidents insist on being oil minister? Why? So that they can be dispensing patronages to their friends. Who are these their friends? So it's a question of, you know, I feel really sad. I'm getting too old for my age. To be see the people we see where they are moving, moving really in circles. The same people who own, they own the trailers that carry this oil. They own the filling stations. They are manipulating the, 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 the dollar. And then they are making everybody look very, very stupid about this subsidy. <laughs> this question we are talking about subsidy, then we say, like Falana asked, which country on earth does not subsidize, subsidize the products? So, so you must, you must. Okay, so what is the role of the army? What is the role of the air force? What is the role of the navy? If they are stealing this, who is doing this stealing? Now, if for instance, okay, look now. You have a government now. We said we don't have money. You now go, you are making your ministers. Instead of contracting the number of ministers, what do you do? You increase the number of ministers. You go to the National Assembly. Instead of contracting the committees, they expanded the committees. committees. So every other one is either a chairman or a deputy chairman. And then look at the amount of money each of them is taking. Remember we were shouting about 162 or so million dollars for one vehicle in this poverty-stricken country. We're not poor. But it's just that the concentration of wealth is a tiny minority that is controlling so much. So, where do we say go forward? Because I know that's the next question now. What do we do now? Those leakages, what are the leakages? These governors, they must be held accountable. accountable. There is no way now. See, their assemblies, all their houses of assembly are in their pockets. So, where are the checks and balances? Do you know when Okonji Wala was there, he said that every time after allocation of resources in Abuja, what happened? The 
price of dollar goes up. Because they use bulk of that money to go and buy up the dollars. There are some places I know, for my age, I know, that even in Abuja itself, in some of the governors, they don't even give you naira. They give you dollar. So if our own governors are giving dollar, they don't give naira. Why won't you have scarcity of dollars? So, so that is what everybody is talking about. When you restructure the country, when you devolve powers, and then people are educated, what did they say? Didn't they say that that money that we are going to get from a removal of subsidy, they will put it in education? <laughs> what next? But yeah. they added the school fees of the students. You come to Army University of Just, this is my for 34 years there. Come and see. All our toilets are smelling, there is no water. Light was restored only recently. The students are looking worse. I've never seen hungry, the, 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 you know, no, dispirited human beings. I've never seen that type of <laughs> students. I'm That's seeing really now, sad. you see them, they are walking as living cops. They don't eat nothing. So, just tell me, so where did they put that money? Is it not to, and then how many months have this man been in, in government? All right. How many months? All right, so Prof, by the time the he lines. says to the end, mm. we may not even have any students. Hmm. That's true. Okay, I think uh, we, we we actually have one student facing you. Uh, yeah, yes. but, 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 let's, but let's put the phone lines. Let's put the phone lines and uh, hear from uh, the people. Mind you, calls and of course, uh, comments on our Facebook se- uh, sections are not, you know, Properties of GFM 101.9, but of course, opinions of individuals. And of course, when you call, try to be civil in your words. Thank you. All right. The numbers to call are 90 or 0812187777. Let's be brief. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Okay, we seem to have lost um, that particular call. I'll take the numbers again, 90 or 08121-87777. Hello, good morning. Hello, Hello. good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Tell us your name or where you're calling us from. Thank you. All right, please go ahead. You have one minute. Thank you, my sister. It's very, very unfortunate. Uh, prof, I've said it all. And uh, uh, we need to give it to him. And the way things are going on in this country, honestly speaking, this year is not taking. I'm telling you, all of us is already a problem. Uh, what we are facing now, see hunger, see everything. Cost of living are very, very high. And the government of the day, when we speak, they will say that we are attacking them. But do they need food to the masses? They voted you into power. Honestly speaking, Things you get is already out of hand. Uh, do you know that as I'm, I'm talking to you now, a mudu of Gari is 1,000 naira. Hmm. It's almost 1,000 naira. How can four months survive, my sister? Right, the, the, the lowest one that we've eaten with hand is 2,000 naira. How can we survive this heat? So the, the government needs to do the need for fast. If not, I don't know where we are heading to. Good morning. Good Thank morning. You. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. Also, we'll be going through the comments on our Facebook page uh, as we're expecting more calls to come in. And Albert uh, Akaya says, to start with, our leaders should show 
or rather our leaders need to show security of purpose in their leadership by fighting and staying void of corruption. They should start by stabilizing the dollar, which has been the decider of how our economy runs. They should genuinely subsidize the cost of living for Nigerians, cutting across all sectors. This will not only reduce sufferings, but it will fix the security state of our country. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, Naomi. And uh, uh, Richard. Sorry, I Richard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Israel, I'm calling you from Shaka. All right, All right, Israel, go ahead. You have a minute. Yeah. You see, the number one problem we have is productivity. Mm -hmm. As long as we continue to beg IMF for money, therefore, uh, international financial institutions for resources to run our system and still mismanage those monies, we will continue to have this problem. If the, the money that have been cut as loans, the money that are generated, we are invested into infrastructure. And those infrastructure supports the uh, industries we have in Nigeria, support agriculture, support uh, manufacturing, support uh, uh, production in every area. We won't have this issue. The number one cause of the current economic situation we are facing is one of the leaders we have who only collect allocation, go changes to dollars, hide it somewhere, or probably... Take this money outside, live a auspicious lifestyle, and spend lavishly. Run a very expensive government that takes care of the elites and allow the the masses to suffer. If we continue to have this problem, what what kind of problem? How can it be over one thousand five? And it's still rising. It's not as if it has stopped. It's still rising. The problems that led dollar getting to this amount is still present today. The only solution is for the nation to be restructured. To generate their revenue, to develop their infrastructures, so we can see states that are able to move forward, can learn from other states that are that, that, that are making progress. So the best way is for us to restructure Nigeria and put it in the part of productivity. We must encourage and promote productivity. Without that. We can't make any progress. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you very you much, Israel, for sharing your thoughts with us this morning. Uh, let's get back to our Facebook comments. Uh, let's see what um, our audience have to say. All right. Wapnan Goma Jr., I think, uh, made a comment here. He said, if 40% of Nigerians are recruited into all forms of security in this country, we are going to be the best country in the world because a secured nation will attract whatever development to all but a lot of scared of investing in an unsecured uh, you know, atmosphere. We also have Suleiman Jibril who said, good morning, uh, Naomi and Richard. Please, I want to use this meet, uh, on this opportunity to advise my fellow youths that they should not allow some politicians to use them to be on the streets in the name of protest because the protest will never be the solution. So, therefore, I'm advising them to stay away from those bad politicians. Well, uh, you know, Nigerians are actually putting out their own thoughts. Well, we have Julius Achigak uh, with this one that says, good morning, Naomi, Karim, Richard Badung, and a great guest in the studio. The federal government should regulate the prices of goods and services, fix our refineries, and invest in industrialization. Well, Tinubu administration lacked the know-how to fix Nigeria economy, and his administration is so clueless. God bless Jeffrey and Platy people. Thank you so much. And I think it should be the last. Or oh, let's get to the phone lines if there's any call. Yes. Uh, there quickly. We do have a call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining the program. Your name and where you're calling us from? Yeah, thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from Kitchen. All right, Sadiq, please go ahead. You have one minute. You see, the prof has spoken very, very well. And he has spoken the mind of Nigeria. I think if we have people like Prof that will speak through the path of Nigeria, we'll get it right. But you see, all these politicians, especially 
this APC administration, since from the previous administration to this administration, and they are just like uh, uh, playing with Nigerian mind. Everything that is happening is very, very unfortunate that the adultery attitude that they are shown to Nigerians it has reached an essence. Because most of this uh, uh, problem that we face in this administration it is the removal of this subsidy. But since it reaches the removal of this subsidy, then what did the government do for the people? You see, the civil servants are complaining, and even the uh, people, the students now, most of our youth are not going to school, are out of school. Why? Because of the, the, the kind of hardship that we are. And if we check the, the kind of food security that we're facing, the kind of things. Hello, Sadiq. Of this government, we okay. we are, uh, yes, they are facing. So we are hoping that the government will do the needful. And I want to commend one civil servant that is very, very unfortunate upon all this hardship. We get uh, one person from the Ministry of Environment. That man is very, very recommended. He do his work with very diligence, and he obeys the rules and regulations. And that is the kind of people we need in our civil service. And you so that they know that they are servicing the people, which is very, very recommended. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much, Sadiq, for sharing your thoughts with us this morning. Okay, for want of time, we'll have to ask uh, the prof to give us his uh, final, final thoughts. thoughts. Your final words quickly, just in one minute. Well, I, I will say that I'm really happy for the few comments that came through. Nothing really serious. I think, I just had to say to, for us to be prayerful, I think the conditions we really are in is a dire one. We are in a very, very serious situation. I just wish that somebody can touch the hearts of our leaders, that let them not push anybody to the wall. We do not know what will result from pushing people to the wall. I think the signs are ominous. Signs are really ominous. I, I don't like what I am feeling, and I can tell you, I have some mystical powers. I can tell you that what I am feeling is very, very strong foreboding of something terrible. I hope that uh, the government should not play with labor. Meet them halfway. Don't prolong this cat and mouse game of negotiation. It doesn't help anybody. You can see. Even the 200,000, if they have given people 200,000 long ago, now the 200,000 wouldn't have been much. But give it on time. Give it on time. I think this the darling that the government is thinking that um, things will be all right. They're not going to be all right. Mm. The, 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 the mistakes have been made in All the right. past. What we want now is corrective governance. Now, yeah. there are lots of reports. Erufai report is there on, on restructuring, or report is there on reorganization. I don't think he needs anything. ASU had already given them their own person. I think what we need is implementation. Implementation. Right. Yeah. I think we've had enough of talking. This question of deceiving people, congregating in Abuja, and then and then 
telling them to cut a mouse game, I think we've had enough. All right, All right. Uh, Prof, I think we'll Thank not be you. able to go further again. Yeah. We have spent far yeah. beyond our time. Yeah, this is the size of you this morning. Thank you so much for being a part of the program, Professor James Inamdi Aduba. And of course, uh, to the listener, we called in. Many thanks for you. We tried to reach, but unfortunately, we could not get through uh, to you. We say uh, sincere apology to you too. Join us tomorrow for another interesting edition of Let's Talk. And of course, the morning Joe will continue again tomorrow. But before then, the news will come your way by 10 a.m. I am Richard Badum. And I am Naomi Karim saying bye. bye.